This episode might be one of my favorite interviews. I interviewed Nicole, found her on social media. She has um, a brand called Dope Kitchen. We talk about cooking. We talk about cannabis. We talk about hiking, uh, body images, fueling your body, just some really cool things. She is so inspiring. She filled my cup up today um, and just is good for the soul. So enjoy this amazing interview with Nicole. Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer. From hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. Someone wants you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. Welcome to Keeping Taps. I'm Tap the Croc. And every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. All right, I have Nicole with me. And if you are on the TikTok, Instagram, and you were like, hey, who's an influencer I should follow? This girl, Dope Kitchen, is phenomenal. I stumbled upon her on actually TikTok and then started following her Instagram, which I fell in love with even more. This girl has her own online cookbook. She is an influencer. She is a wonderful, positive soul in this world. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how, how you stumbled upon being like this, like celebrity. Oh, geez. Um, so my name is Nicole. I just turned 30 and have had uh, several existential crises since turning 30. Um, but I am a huge uh, mental health advocate and I talk about mental health a lot on my page and some of the things that I like to do to you know, take care of my mental health are moving my body. So I'm a huge hiker. I love powerlifting and strength training. Um, I love to fuel my body with good food that puts me in a good mood. So things that are really healthy and nourishing that fuel, not only my body, but my brain. Um, and I love drugs, (laughs) but like the, the kind that are good for your mental health, like weed and mushrooms and all of that fun stuff. Exactly. And that's what I, I mean, I, you have to go watch your videos. I can't even explain to you. You're smiling, just watching you cook. Um, and then I, I fell in love. So then I was like, I gotta buy this online cookbook. I want to cook what she's cooking. So tell us a little bit about how you got into now a cookbook too. Yeah. So, well, how dope kitchen started was literally out of depression. Um, at the very beginning of quarantine, I think everyone on planet earth was going through some sort of crisis, um, at the very start of quarantine. Um, for me, I, I live in a tiny studio apartment in Santa Monica. Um, I love living in Santa Monica, but when everything shut down and I wasn't allowed to really leave my home and see my friends, I was just stuck and felt like crap. Um, so about three weeks into quarantine, I decided I needed to do something to motivate myself to get out of bed because I had literally been laying horizontal answering emails and doing my work for several days and it was very depressing. So I decided to just get high and make a pie 
Um, I baked a ricotta pie, which is one of my Italian grandmother's uh, recipes. And I, for whatever reason, decided to film myself doing it. I posted it to my personal Instagram and a few of my friends were like, you should totally post this on TikTok. It's really funny. And I was like, no, that's weird. That app is full of like 13 year olds. I don't really want to do that. So um, I did anyway, and I posted it. And six hours later, I opened the app again. And I see that I have like 18,000 views on a video and uh, not that that's even that much, but it was way more than what I expected. And people kept asking for more. So um, over the next couple of months, I made only a handful of videos, but I had one video go kind of viral in June. And that's when I really realized that I had a, a wonderful opportunity to connect with people and to make people laugh and to create some really fun content in the kitchen. And um, since last June, so now it's been about a year, actually it was a year ago today, I launched my Instagram. Um, wow. Perfect timing. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. So throughout the course of the year, I've just been trying to improve the way I shoot food that, uh, you know, experimenting with different types of cuisine. I always loved to cook before making a TikTok, but, um, being a content creator now in the food space has kind of, uh, really solidified my love for cooking. And I've experimented a lot more. I've tried a lot of different, really fun, exciting recipes. Um, I've been reading other food blogs and watching other food content creators make stuff, um, to kind of, you know, give myself some inspiration and, um, over the course of a year, I've made probably over a hundred recipes now. And I put a bunch of that into a cookbook at the beginning of this year. And, um, it like kind of changed the course of my life in, in such a strange way. Um, I know the pandemic has been really hard on so many people and it was definitely very hard on me for, for many reasons, but overall it brought so much joy to my life because I had the time to connect with people that I never would have connected with. Um, and I had the time to create something that I never would have created if none of this situation ever would have happened. So oh, that, I mean, that's what I'm hearing from people. I think, I think you're kind of in the middle. There's either people that have like, holy cow, unfortunately, fortunately, I had one of the best years because of this. Um, and it really put life in perspective. Um, <laughs> Also, what I really love that you focus on is feeding your body. And so many people are like, I got to lose weight. So I got to cut out sugar. I got to cut out this. And you're like, no, you need to eat. And so talk a little bit about really enforcing that. And especially in like women, like fueling your body. Yeah. So I really learned how to develop a good relationship with food and with my body while strength training. Um, I got into Olympic weightlifting back in 2015. Um, I remember coming across people on Instagram, um, back when Instagram videos were like a brand new thing and they were only 15 seconds, people would post, um, clips of their Olympic lifts, which are the snatch and the clean and jerk on Instagram. And I saw people doing that and I had no idea what it was, but I thought it was the most badass thing I've ever seen someone do. So I started looking into it. I found a coach um, and a team of people out here in Venice, California, um, who were training Olympic lifting together. So I decided I wanted to learn the sport. And it was, of course, very challenging, um, but also really fun and rewarding. But what I learned through strength training is that if I don't eat well, um, and especially if I don't eat enough food, 
I will have terrible performance in the gym. So if I'm trying to starve myself in order to like be the smallest version of myself possible, I'm going to have a terrible lifting session and not being able to succeed in the gym and hit the lifts that I want to hit is going to take a toll on my mental health, you know? So I, I wanted to get stronger physically and that meant putting enough calories into my body and eating more than I ever expected I would ever eat. I think at one point I was probably eating like 2,600 to 3,000 calories a day. And most women would see that number and be like, oh my God, I'm eating like 1,200 calories a day and I'm miserable. How are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just, you know, if you move your body and if you take care of it and if you actually put nourishing food into your body, you're going to feel really fucking awesome. So, um, but it, it honestly wasn't always like that with me. Like, I, I think I went through a, a period of, uh, like mild orthorexia when I was, um, just getting into weightlifting. I think it was just cause I was so obsessed with learning a new sport. I would work out way too much and I would, uh, like track meticulously track every macronutrient that went, went into my body. Um, and I started to realize how exhausting that was. So when I stopped tracking my food so strictly and I stopped trying to work out like twice a day, six days a week, um, I ended up getting stronger, not just physically and mentally, but like also mentally, um, because, you know, like having a good relationship with food and with your body and with fitness requires a lot of balance. Um, you can't go too hard on like tracking macros. You can't push your body to work out way past its physical limits. Like you have to recover, um, recover both your body and your mind. Like it's very exhausting to track macros every single day. So you got to give yourself a break. So I've, I've kind of learned to eat more intuitively over the years. Um, because life really is just about that balance. You can't, uh, you can't be super strict with everything that you put in your body all the time. So like eat that piece of pizza, eat that cake, but also eat your veggies and lean proteins. Yeah. And move your body. Like it really is. It's this like that. And I love the. So then you have, you have so many different dynamics I want to talk about. So we talk about like, obviously getting high and cooking and having a great time and talking about dealing with our body image, but then also you're really getting into like hiking, backpacking. Um, and it's fun. Cause you, you show everyone what you eat. And I love that. I love that. You're like, this is a huge subway sandwich. I'm going to devour this plus have all these different things along the way. Um, tell me a little bit about your hiking journey and also your most memorable hike, which I think I know what it is, but tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, so I, started hiking when I first moved to Los Angeles. I knew that like people in LA love to hike, but, um, it was mostly like Runyon Canyon, which if you know anything about LA Runyon Canyon is not a hike. It's just a walk in a hilly park, um, with a lot of celebrities and fake boobs around. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I started meeting some people who like to go on much longer hikes. So I would join them and, I started to get to know the mountains and the national parks around the area. So I was exploring the Angeles National Forest a little bit with some friends. Um, I took a couple of trips to Yosemite uh, and I just started to really fall in love with nature. But how my love for hiking really started to grow was again, out of depression. I feel like a lot of the really great things that have happened in my life started because I was really depressed. (laughs) Um, But I, I went through a pretty bad pretty bad breakup, um, back in 2017. And for like four straight months, I 
was just a hot mess and I needed to do something to motivate myself to get out of bed and to start taking care of myself again. And I felt a calling to the mountains. So I decided on New Year's Eve 2017 going into 2018 that I was going to hike Mount Baldy by myself. And Mount Baldy is the tallest peak in LA County. It's a beast of a hike. It's probably around 12 to 14 miles, um, lots of elevation gain. Um, I was not prepared for it at all. I had these terrible hiking boots that I ordered on Amazon. Um, I had a really shitty backpack. Um, I don't think I had the proper way to navigate the trail at all, but somehow I did it. I made it to the peak and I came home and, um, that whole experience just made me feel like, okay, if I could accomplish something that was this physically difficult, then I can get through this emotional period of difficulty in my life. And it really started to turn my, my perspective around because, um, I finally felt like I had faith in myself to overcome obstacles. Um, and I slowly started to you know, develop more self-confidence and self-love after that breakup. And it was because of hiking. Um, so, I mean, that was definitely a memorable hike for me, but I'd say one of my most memorable hikes, there are two of them and both of them are with my best friend, David. The first one, uh, we hiked Mount San Jacinto in California, which is a 20 mile hike to a very tall peak. Um, on the way back, we got lost and ended up adding about five more miles to our hike. So it was probably around 25 miles in a single day and my joints were an absolute mess. Um, David had a panic attack on the way down when he realized that we were lost and he just threw up on the ground in front of me. Um, and we had to bum a ride from some strangers who, had, who were definitely freaked out by us. Um, and it was just a really silly experience, but we learned a valuable lesson to pay attention to our GPS and our map because we definitely were not looking at our map enough while hiking that trail that day. Um, and my second most memorable hike, uh, actually maybe I have three, <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, Mount Whitney was a really wonderful experience because I, that's, yeah, that's a, I did that by myself. I had a really tough year in 2019 with, um, some things going on with the health of my mom, um, and hiking was my way to kind of run away and, um, you know, heal myself when I was going through a lot of, uh, a lot of heartache and trouble during that year and Mount Whitney, um, I don't know. It was just it's such a wonderful sense of accomplishment when I got to that peak because I had failed my Mount Whitney summit the first time around about a month prior to my successful summit. Um, and I just sat up there on that mountaintop and just cried. And there were not many people around because it was after permit season. So like there were maybe three other people on that mountain with me. Um, and it, it was just a really amazing experience, but definitely my proudest accomplishment. And I have a tattoo now to show for it. I love that. And I love how a lot of people use, um, alcohol, drinking, um, drugs in, in a negative way. And I love that you also talk about it. So you're talking about how you used hiking is like a fuel, something to make you feel like good, but it was also super healthy for you. And I love that you were talking about this the other day on your Instagram, how you also use like, you know, smoking edibles, things like that, and doing your, your, you know, cooking, but you, you don't use it to cope. You do it just to like, feel good too. Oh yeah. Whenever I'm feeling like 
I'm very depressed, I actually stop smoking so that I can actually process my emotions because cannabis to me is, is a great way to relax when I'm in a good mood. Um, but if I'm in a bad mood, I don't want to cover up my feelings with cannabis. Um, and it's similar to one of the reasons why I've stopped drinking. I, I stopped drinking because of social anxiety. And I, I don't want to use alcohol as a crutch when I'm out in social situations. I want to work through those issues so I can just be more comfortable my, with myself and with other people. So with cannabis, it's very similar. I, I know when to stop. And I think that everyone should have the responsibility of being a responsible cannabis user and understanding when they need to take a break, um, whether it's for their tolerance or their mental health. Um, so I always try to preach like having a balance with, um, with everything in life, whether it's food or exercise or cannabis use, because knowing, uh, knowing your limits and knowing when you need to take a step back from something is just a, a really powerful tool that you need to be more self-aware about your own habits. Are you sure you're not like, you have an old soul. I feel like you are like a lot, I'm like 30, right. You sound like <laughs> a counselor. I'm like, yes, yes. Give me more. <laughs> I think it was maybe a therapist in a previous life or something. I don't know. I know. I'm just like sitting here going, yes, yes, this is what I need to hear today. <laughs> so let's get to know a little more about you. Um, so what is, um, what inspires Nicole to be her best self? Oh man, what a great question. Um, I think something that inspires me is just knowing that I can have an impact on people to help people understand how to change their lives in order to be their best selves and to love themselves the most. Um, I think I would have given up on dope kitchen a long time ago if I hadn't like consistently gotten messages from women about how my content has helped change their life. Um, so I try to be my best self because I know that there are people watching who are influenced by my attitude, by my life, by my content. Um, so I, I just want to put my best self forward and also put my raw self forward. I want people to know that I'm struggling because everyone struggles, everyone has bad days, but, um, but I'm just so inspired by the people that I've been able to connect with and they inspire me to be the best version of myself. I love that. And I think that's super important too, is just and I think we watch social media and we feel like everyone's got their shit together and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. Cause I, I don't look as good as this person that I, they have, they're so strong and they have this perfect family. You're like, no, I'm struggling today. Like, and you'll tell people that. And I think that's super important to like, like you said, be transparent, be open and tell people it's okay that we struggle and it's okay to be raw and real and help each other. Um, what has taken maybe a little bit longer, you know, how we're all like self-aware in certain ways, what has taken a little bit longer for you to like, I guess, know about yourself? Um, I think it's taken a really long time for me to recognize that I could be my own best friend. Um, I, I feel like I've struggled a lot with friendships in the past and I have always wondered why I, uh, I, you know, terminate friendships or I like do something to mess up a friendship. Um, and I, I think throughout that journey, I've learned to do a lot of self-reflecting and try to get to know myself a little bit more and get to know, um, the things that 
have caused pain within me, especially as it relates to friendships. Um, and I think throughout that journey of self-reflecting and getting to know myself a little bit better, I've learned to become my own best friend and to stop relying on other people for validation or happiness. Um, and uh, I, I feel like that's probably one of the most important things about living life is to you know, learn to be your own best friend and learn to love your own company because I mean, everyone's alone in this world, as dark as that sounds, um, but you should enjoy your own company. Um, and I feel like in learning that I am my own best friend, I can be a better friend to other people as well. Mm, I love that. And that's such a great point. I am this, I, I love my alone time. Like the, the older I get to, the more I love to be like, I am going to just jam out to the music, have a glass of wine or watch a stupid movie and like enjoy my own self, like, or just sit in quiet. Like it, it's so important. And there's so many people still later on in life that can't be single, that can't just be alone. They have to do something with someone else. So I think it's really important to dive in and realize why are you feeling that way? And that I, I think it's great that you have this really great relationship with yourself. For sure. I feel like it holds me back in some ways though. You mentioned dating. <laughs> like I've been single for four fucking years and I'm kind of sick of it, but I'm just so comfortable with myself. I don't remember what it's like to spend any time with other people. Well, and dating is exhausting. Let's talk about that. Like, I am so glad I'm not in that realm. I hear people, especially during a pandemic, I can't even, I can't even imagine dating right now. Yeah, it's awful. I recently got back on dating apps and I was seeing someone for like a month. It was kind of fun, but then he ghosted me. And I like, I need to remember not to get attached to people because especially in LA, there are eight plus million people here. Um, everyone's so flaky. Um, people don't respect each other's time and emotions. And I'm sure it's like that in so many other cities as well, but it's just, it's really hard. Um, and it's hard to not want to give up too. Like I, I totally want to like date and have more experience with other people and eventually find a partner who, you know, loves and supports me and I can do the same for them, but it's just so difficult and I'm so fucking sick of it. I, I don't understand. Cause like just getting to know a little bit of you, I'm like, you need to be like, like I'm from like Idaho, Montana area. And so like, you kind of strike me as someone that would be from Idaho and Montana but also like, it's, I, I can't imagine like LA is just crazy and I cannot even imagine. Yeah. I'm actually considering moving so that I could get the F out of this city. I've been here for almost seven years now and I'm feeling a little burnt out of LA. Um, I've made some wonderful memories here, but it's time for me to go to the mountains somewhere because I need a nice mountain man and a Bernice mountain dog and <laughs> just yeah. a, a different lifestyle You're speaking to my heart girl like I I'm the same like we have a van too so we're oh. definitely the yeah that's I have to be in the mountains I'm the same so when you're in Montana or northern Idaho let me know because I got some single friends too perfect <laughs> <laughs> so here's a fun question um you know the 101 down in you know California busy road and there's a billboard and there's this massive billboard what would you have, like, you could put anything on this billboard. It could say anything. It'd have a picture of your face. What would you put on this billboard? Um, hmm. Great question. I would probably do something really cheesy and, uh, it would probably be a reminder for people driving by to love themselves and take care of themselves. I don't know exactly what it would say. It would have nothing to do with me. I don't want my face on a billboard. I think it's just kind of nice to have a reminder once in a while that you're doing okay. And life is hard sometimes, but that's fucking fine. 
you'll be okay. You it's okay. okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually dog sitting right now and I'm staying in my friend's apartment and in the room I'm staying up in upstairs, there's a little post-it note on the mirror that said, you look great today. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. So I would probably do something like that on a billboard. Yeah. It just makes you stop and you're like, oh yeah. It's so simple. Like, but it's, it's what, what feels good too. Yeah. I don't think we take enough time throughout the day to really appreciate ourselves. So having that little reminder is always kind of a fun, nice surprise. Yeah. And so you're out exploring the world and we just talked about, you have some upcoming backpacking trips some hiking trips. Um, what is there, is there something or some place or something you still want to discover, whether it's in this country, in this world, um, that you're still looking forward to like wanting to discover? Well, um, so I've actually never left the country. Um, so I, I definitely just need to leave the country, but I'm so into hiking and backpacking that it would definitely be some type of international backpacking trip. Um, like I would love to go to Peru. I would love to go to Northern Italy. Um, there are just so many places that I want to explore on foot and just be alone in nature. Um, and I haven't left the country because when I grew up, I was in kind of a lower ish middle-class family. We didn't have the money to travel internationally. And then you know, I graduated with a lot of student loan debt. So I've been just kind of putting all of my money toward that or toward more local trips. Um, so I'm getting to a point where I just really need to force myself to leave the U.S. And I was supposed to last year, but of course, a little thing called COVID-19 ruined that plan. And <laughs> there, it's coming soon. there is so, and there's still so many cool spots in the U.S. that you probably are looking forward to. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, my, my fiance and I, we take the van everywhere and we go on cool hiking trips all the time, but there's still so much I haven't done. Like I'm going to the Smoky mountains and I cannot wait to see the Smoky mountains. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, I mean, we have so much in this country that I, that is, this mind blowing, like Glacier National Park, one of the best places ever. Yeah. Like I, I've mentioned that I'm thinking about leaving California. I really want to move to Colorado. Um, I haven't explored much of Colorado at all, but when I drove across the country to move out here, I spent 36 hours in Colorado and thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I told myself on that day in 2014 that I would move back here or back there. Um, so, I mean, I definitely want to explore a lot more of, uh, a lot more of the West coast of the U S even in, uh, in California, I feel kind of bad about wanting to leave because there's still so much here that I want to explore. I really want to hike the John Muir trail. Um, and Me I'm hoping too. to do that next summer. Maybe we can, uh, plan a little trip together. Yes, I would love that. That has been always on my list as, as well, because it is incredible. And my fiance actually had a place in Big Bear. So we spent a lot of time in Big Bear area and some of the stuff up there. I had, I had no clue California had those beautiful places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gorgeous it, here. It is. It is. So, um, favorite restaurant, um, and it can be anything you want. Like it doesn't even have to be in California. Do you have a favorite restaurant or go-to place that you just absolutely love? Oh, good question. Um, this is going to sound like such a silly answer, but I, one thing I love about living in this part of California is that I get to go paddle boarding every weekend in the marina. I ride my bike there. Um, and then as soon as I get to my paddle boarding spot, there's a cheesecake factory right next door. So I put in my name at the cheesecake factory. It's always like an hour and a half wait. So by the time I get off the water after my paddle boarding excursion, I get to go to the cheesecake factory. 
That is quite the appetite too, because it's all core and arms and I feel so hungry afterwards. So Cheesecake Factory is the best place to go right after that. That is awesome. I was not expecting that. Because <laughs> uh, you're in you're in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. There's so much good food around and the cheesecake factory. I'm like, whenever we drive through there in that area, I'm always like, there's so much good food. Oh yeah. I mean, I I guess I could choose a pizza place. There's this place called South End in Venice, which is so good. Um, I mean, there are a lot of Italian restaurants that I love and sushi restaurants, but it's just the experience of like going paddle boarding and then sitting outside in the cheesecake factory. It's a really nice cheesecake factory. It's a great outdoor seating area. So that's what I like about it. And that's a good point. It's because you're in California. It's not like you can just hop across town to this other restaurant. It's like the convenience of everything right there. Yeah. 100%. I mean, the food isn't that great. So (laughs) I'm not choosing it for the food, (laughs) choosing it for the experience. (laughs) Let's say that you just got off the water and you're going to the cheesecake factory and you could have dinner with anybody you want. So someone's waiting for you inside. Who would it be? And it could be dead or alive. Mm. Oh, when you sent me this question, I thought about it. And uh, I knew that if my mom is listening, she's going to start crying because I would say my grandpa Um, he passed away when I was 16. Um, and I take over so many of his traits. Like he was very athletic. He was, I think supposed to play major league baseball, but ended up not doing it so that he could like stay back and have a family. Um, he was very artistic and although I can't really draw much anymore, I definitely took after him, um, when I was younger. Um, but I feel like over the last, like almost 14 years or so since he's passed away, I've grown so much. And a a lot of the like qualities that I've developed as a human, I think he would be really proud of. Um, And I feel like I'm going to start crying just talking about this, but um, you know, I got into sports when I was older, I got into weightlifting and I think he would be so proud of everything that I've done with dope kitchen. Um, So it would just be really nice to sit down with my grandpa and you know, to talk about all of the things that I've done throughout my life since he's went away. You're going to make me cry. I have a really strong relationship with my grandfather that passed away. And so I get that, like the same thing. Um, I think that's, that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, look what you've done. (laughs) I was having a great day. No, it was fantastic. (laughs) Um, so people that are listening right now, um, they want to like follow you. How can they follow you? How can they support you? Um, you have merchandise too. How can people connect with Nicole? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at dope underscore underscore kitchen, dope underscore kitchen was taken. Dope kitchen was taken. So, you know, had to add a second underscore in there. And then TikTok is dope underscore kitchen. Um, I also did a soft launch of a website called dopekitchen.co. Um, so it's not like super public yet. I'm not like promoting my website, but it's got most of my recipes. Um, and I'm working on building that out a bit more this summer. Um, there's also an ebook. If you want to support me, I've got an ebook of over 50 of my best TikTok recipes from my first year on the app. And I actually do plan on updating that later this year. It's so awesome. Anyone who has- it's awesome. I love it. Yay. Um, so since you've already purchased it, you will get the free upgrade whenever I uh, relaunch it later this year. But if anyone wants to wait, I will be adding probably about 25 more recipes to that book. Um, 
And what else? I do have merchandise as well, but you can find the link to all of that stuff in my Instagram or TikTok bio. Um, and I've got lots of other things that I have planned for the next year um, with Dope Kitchen. So stay tuned. That's what I was going to my net. That was going to be my next question is like, what are your goals? I mean, what are I, you want to move eventually? You want to, you know, you can take Dope Kitchen to a whole different level. Like there's potential to make this like a movement. <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, my plan of course would be to be a full-time content creator. Um, I'm not quite there yet. Um, I think, I think mentally, I just need a little more preparation before I'm able to take that leap. Um, but another thing that I'm actually working on, we talked a little bit about like my relationship with food and loving uh, to help other women develop a better relationship with food. Um, I'm working on getting a, a nutrition coaching certification so that I can build a coaching business around um, intuitive eating and teaching people how to eat for their bodies um, and or eat for their specific goals. Um, I actually hired a nutrition coach when I was pretty new to weightlifting because I just had no education or experience about nutrition when I was younger and just needed to understand how to fuel an athletic body. And it was really helpful for me to kind of like learn the fundamentals of nutrition while having someone guide me. So I'm hoping to, um, to build a coaching practice within the next year so that I can help women, um, and men of course, and non-binary people, um, to, uh, to develop a better relationship with how they're fueling their bodies. Oh, that, I mean, I know, I mean, I've gone through it as too. Like I I'm athletic stuff, but I've gone through those things. Like just to have a coach, someone to lean on when you are struggling or like, Hey, I, I have these goals. Like they maybe not weightlifting, maybe they're, you know, want to be Pilates or they want to have that lean figure, like but still fueling their body so that they're healthy. I think it's, it's invaluable, like to do something like that. So I think I'm super excited for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So my last question, um, it's been a rough year. We've talked about that lovely COVID-19. We went through a pandemic. Um, unfortunately, you're in California, so you are just seeing the light of day. Here in Idaho, uh, it's very different in this part of the world. Um, what is one piece of advice you could give to someone that's maybe struggling, whether it's financially, emotionally, um, mentally, whatever it is, what is one piece of advice you could give someone that's listening today? to be gentle with yourself and to be kind to yourself. Um, I think life sucks if you make it suck for yourself, you know, but life can be good if you're, um, if you're just nice to yourself. Um, and, and that's kind of a, a piece of information that I would give like a future nutrition client of mine. Like there's, there's no sense in hating your body or in hating the food that you eat every day. Um, you know, life should be life should be good. Like, like there are parts of life that you can make easy on yourself. And one of those things is just being nice to yourself, um, and doing things that make you happy. So, um, so yeah, that's my very simple advice is just to be nice to yourself. I love that. And it's so true to you know, one of my favorite things I love about your videos. It's the end is when you take the first bite and you can see how good it tastes by the look on your face and like grease running down your, like, <laughs> if it's a burger or if it's tacos or whatever it is. And I love that you're just like, no, this is, I worked out hard. I had a great day. I should get to enjoy some good food that's fueling my body. I, I think that's magical. And I love, love that part. 
Hell yeah. I've, I've gotten comments on that before too, especially seeing me actually eat an entire meal on, on camera. I think a lot of food creators um, create food for the sake of creating food content and not necessarily for the sake of like showing what they actually eat in a single meal or in a day. So I think what sets me apart is that I'm, I'm actually showing you what I'm eating and I'm showing you that I'm eating all of it too. Um, and that just kind of sets my content apart because it shows people like, it's okay to finish your food or it's okay to not finish your food. You know, like you have to enjoy what you're eating um, and you have to enjoy the experience of making it along the way. I love that. Nicole, you are fantastic. You've given me all the good vibes and I I'm so excited. We're hiking at some point in our lives together. Um, you are magic and please keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're changing lives. You're fueling people's souls. So keep it up and thank you so much again. Thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to keeping tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.